Good evening, one and all. Welcome along. We have made us. We are two days out from Christmas. <laughs> and the birthday is celebrating for one reason and one reason only. Graham is in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we missed you, Gray. We missed Isn't you. Isn't our thing just wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> I won't bore you. Hey, yeah, mate. Family, family comes first, as they say. <clears throat> just can't wait to see what Jerry Claus gets us on Thursday night. <laughs> uh, I, I, right. Although we missed Graham, right, we did miss Graham. I just want to say this. There is one group of people. We do miss them, but we haven't missed them because they have been here in force throughout the whole draft season, and that is the MVPs of the show, the Yukis. They are always in force. They've been yeah. especially good, I would say, this draft season. Yeah, but like, like Joe there, Labasti, DJ Dog, etc., Elizabeth, all the guys have been coming on the show. Yeah. So thank you guys once again. The MVPs. That's why we do the fan rant shows. And yeah, guys. We've also picked up a lot of new viewers in the last six months, I would say, guys. Probably since since the start of the season. And I mean, look at this. Like, Lebarski is actually on time for a program for <laughs> right at the end and saying, where is everybody? I know, Lebarski, you're actually spot on time and you're actually a little bit early, to be fair. So, fair, fair play to you. I'm sorry, I just I accidentally Yeah, is he all right? I'm sorry, I just accidentally <laughs> hit my dog there. <laughs> sorry, Arnie. Sorry, buddy. But as as I as I've always said, the funny thing is, have we ever seen Lebarski, Jamie, and Graham in the same room at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> 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 But uh, but guys, if you're new to the show, if you're new to the show as well, yeah, thank you for for swinging by, hearing us um, UK idiots talking about American football. So <laughs> yes, but uh, but if you do enjoy like our content, be sure to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. You know what? You know the drill. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're everywhere. You'll see us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all the usual. Yeah, and uh, tonight, tonight, tonight is it's it's. Not that it's a fan rant show, but we are throwing the show over to you guys tonight. We we want your be we want your opinions. We want your draft thoughts. We do have a, a couple of things we're going to talk about. We we do have a couple of questions that were sent in through mm. through various social media channels. But if you have something you want to talk about, get it in the chat. Put it down. As I say, we have Mike, we have Paul, and of course we have Graham to answer your questions for you. So I, uh, it would be remiss of me at this point not to also. And we also have Big Wheel in the house. <laughs> ah, look who, look who it is. Look who it is. Look who it is. Just a, a big shout out to Lloyd Wheeler because um, not to divulge too much information, but um, he's been a bit under the weather lately. It's good mm. to see that. He is here and he's healthy. That is the main thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. Um, but 
It would be remiss of us not to discuss the big event of last night and the impact that has had on the Wilson family up there in <laughs> Scotland. So, Graham, how has the great and wonderful and powerful Mr. Sir Ian Wilson taken the news of the departure of one A.A. Ron Rogers? The usual classics, you know, like no one's... <laughs> No one's bigger than the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's got full cliche. Declining player. If he doesn't want to be here, blah 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 blah. You know, like um, they took Jordan Love for a reason, and <laughs> this, that, and the other, and everything's going according to plan, and everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I have. The Vikings down for that division. I have the Lions a close second. Um, it's it's going to be you it's going to be a whirlwind of a year for for Jordan Love. He has it's very very young receivers, um, a running back that isn't utilized properly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a <laughs> it's going to be a tough year. But um, no, I mean <clears throat> the Packers gave Rogers that money for a reason. They obviously believed in him, um, but they they didn't want to pay the going rate at the time. And of course, they've given him a huge extension. Um, and I cannot believe, you guys will obviously add in your thoughts on this, but I cannot believe what they got. Um, swapping 15 and 13, I thought was enough. Swapping mm. a second round pick for a fifth round pick, I thought was enough. And then the conditional next year, if you play 65% what? of the snaps, that is huge. I cannot believe. Yeah. Exactly. What? I cannot believe the number. <laughs> I can hear the background. Um, I mean, what? let's not forget, we're talking about a quarterback <laughs> who was considering, he was considering retirement fall. this time last year. He's gone. They didn't know if he was going to play. That's is this what how this show is going to go tonight? It's just going to be pure chaos. <laughs> that answers my question. So, oh I could just see you going. I was like, I've got him. I've got him. And when when you get pulled, you've got to go with it. Sorry, Graham. I've never ruined your moment there. I do apologize. <laughs> it's not my moment. Yeah. He's not my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Isn't it funny though? And it happens with all NFL teams and everything. When situations like this, it's always it was always the plan. You know, this is why we did this. this why, mm. But it's funny that you always find out what the plan is after it's gone wrong. You never hear like, well, the plan is is we've done this ready. So in a couple of years, when Aaron Rodgers moves to the Jets, we've got it's like that that was never talked about. All of a sudden it was the plan. Mm. But- all I can think about when you mentioned the plan, all I can think about is the guy for the bloody A team. It's like I love it when a plan comes to the devil. That's the yeah. only thing that I've got picture in my head right now. Yeah. Uh. So the foot, the the the, the, the funny thing coming out of this, obviously, now that Aaron Rodgers is out of the NFC, Jack Prescott is the longest reigning. That's right. Quarterback in the That's NFC. Starting, no, the, the the longest reigning starting quarterback. Yes. yes. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. It is true. Very, very, very yeah. 
Crazy thing. I, can't, I still can't believe the Jets gave up what they did when you think that I'm, I'm not what? sure if he's turned 40 or if he will turn 40 this year, but say, say the Jets had said, we'll give you a, a third round pick and the Packers said no. Were the Packers really going to go into the season with a quarterback that's on 40-odd million dollars, not happy, doesn't want to play? Were they really going to give that opportunity to Rodgers and let Jordan Love walk? Because you're not going to extend the quarterback that's never played five mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, if, if, if Rodgers has said, I don't want to play, I don't want to play for the Packers, what leverage did the Packers have? Player power is so strong nowadays. Do you know what's really funny, though? And me and you discussed this before, Greg. I think we all have. But what I find funny is that I can see in this year's draft the Packers selecting Jackson Smith and Jigba with their first pick. Just to really, like, it's a double, like the double entendre sort of thing. Like, basically, uh, Rodgers is gone. Now we'll invest in our wide receiver core. Let's That's go. what you get. Yeah. Let's go weapons daft. Yeah. No, yeah. My, my yeah, bad. Tight end wide receiver doesn't really matter. But anyway, yeah, screw, yeah, yeah. screw yeah. Green Bay. We're to- here to talk about us. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely well said, Paul. And as we say, look, get get the questions in, get the comments in, get your thoughts in. Um, we said we talk a little bit about two positions that are one is a need and one is a sneaky need. So, Mike, I'm going to rely on you here and assume you've you've um, done scouting reports on a couple of these guys. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, of course I have. Jake Moody <laughs> and Chad Ryland. Yeah. So for anyone who's unfamiliar with, with both of these players, kickers are people too. <laughs> And if, if memory serves us right, kickers have crossed us quite a few times over the past couple of years. And mm-hmm. right, and yet, and it's about time we actually start doing some actual homework on them. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is we've talked about this before. You know, that it is crazy when you think like a lot. And if we just talk figuratively on field goals and extra points, a lot is based on your your kicker. And it seems weird sometimes that the Cowboys, especially when you think last year, and it kind of worked in their favor the way they did it. But you think like it gets, it's in OTAs, we've got two kickers who have sat around, kind of not doing anything. It gets to camp and they're seen sitting on the sideline, catching a breeze over in California. And you're kind of like, what is going on? You need, you need kickers. You've got Brett Maher, who I will hold my hands up. I uh, very much took the mick out of him preseason. We, and we, we all did. You were not yeah. Well, unless you watched that uh, the Buccaneers game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if you remember, we did the, the SpongeBob video on him um, missing all of those kicks. And it just seems crazy that, um, and then, you, you know, there is no kicker. I know we've got a guy, 
on sorry, um, sorry, sorry, but Joe, behave yourself. We're not going to go for a kicker at number twenty-six. Yeah. <laughs> that, has been, that has been done before. Um, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're not the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, we're not the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> yeah, and you just but. think that there's just there's so much that you you pawn your kicker that you think it's just like just go and. Um, just like uh, for me, what I would be doing every year, and I think the Cowboys are going to do it this year. I, I, I don't see them using a pick, but there will be a priority free agent that they go and get in terms of kicker. But oh. what I would be doing every year, my last pick will always be a quarterback. Try and invest, see what you can get there. Work for the mm. 49ers. Um, the other, the, the other thing I would be doing is my priority free agent every year without fail will always be a kicker. Why not see what you can get there? Do it every year. They, 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 the two guys who can score you the most points. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. Totally agree. And I nearly knocked out my computer there. Sorry, I'm sure moving. It makes sense. Uh, um, but I will throw this into the situation. Um, Mason Crosby, Ryan Suckup, Robbie Gold, Randy Bullock, our own Brett Maher. Mm-hmm. And Rodrigo Blackenship, all unsigned. Yeah. I so know. it's not like you can't go and pick one up. But mm-hmm. I do get what you're saying, Mike. You, you you want fresh, you want eager, you want keen. Battles. You want somebody that hasn't made their millions. Why not? Mm-hmm. Sixth just round, seventh round, why not? We just I, do it every year. I would actually avoid the veterans right now. They would cost a bit more as well. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely. They're, they're older as well, Paul. All, all those, most of those guys are well over thirty. Yeah, and they don't have the the length to kick anymore, pretty much. I mean, take yes. Greg, take Greg the leg, for example. Well, they Greg the stump. Isn't Mason Crosby close to fifty at this stage? He's thirty. Well, he, well, well, it's not. It's not Adam <laughs> Vernetieri. Come on. No. <laughs> but I mean, would would any of us grumble if Brett Maher? Played another season for the Cowboys. If he can knock out the mistakes and be cons- like, yeah, then I wouldn't. But, but I would rather prefer we got someone fresh in, someone we can actually get mm. tilted up on the bones for sure. So, mm. yeah. But it, it, guys, but, but guys, get get your comments and let us know what you think yeah. about. Like, should we go yes. for a brand new kicker? Should we get uh, a veteran in? Like, because this is your mm-hmm. show, guys. Like, get your comments in. Think yeah. how many yeah, of them are signed after the draft. One up, one up. Mm-hmm. Like for me, when it comes to kickers, like the, the way I, I, it's kind of a lazy way to do it. But the one really, the only way, the only thing really, you, you can do kicking scouting fairly simply. Sorry. Really quickly and simply is the way that I always do it is just you look at the kickers coming out this year. What is their field goal percentage? How many attempts did they make? How were they? How many extra points did they miss? And how many kicks did they make 50 plus? And that's it. The only other time that kind of watch is what's their kickoff like? Because that's an, an, an underrated part of the kickers game. Just so, and you watch one kickoff. Does it go into the end zone? There we go. Ticks the box. That's all I'm looking at in terms of the rest of it, you know, kicking at high pressure, kicking because you mentioned it, it, great, Rodrigo Blankenship. Um, Fantastic kicker. 
and we've seen it as well. Other kickers taken fairly high in a draft. It, it's it, the kicking game is about handling pressure, and I I'm trying to remember what it was before. I'm trying to remember who said it. And there was a kicker before the NFL who said, you know, I'm not one of the best 32 kickers in the world. He said, like, there's a, a hundred people who could probably kick a field goal more accurately and at further distance than I can. But mm-hmm. Will said he won't be able to do is beat me under pressure. And that's kicking in his in yeah. thing. Not about how far you can get and how it's how you can do it when it's all put on you. And it's, all, it's, it's all in there, mate. It's all in there. It is. It is. It's, it's all psychological. And the other side, the, uh, uh, the other issue that we have is that of the 32 NFL teams, this is crazy, of the 32 NFL teams, there is only one team that has a kicking coach. That's, that's fact. Yeah, Baltimore. I see until... why? Correct. I see why? Correct. Yeah, I mean, and and it happens to be that the the one team that has a kicking coach has the best kicker in the NFL. Just uh, Justin <laughs> Tucker. Yep, but it's I, true. I, I understand why there's only one because there's only so much technique involved in a field goal. You know, I, like... I think. As a kicking coach, what you could do is you can create false pressure, can't you? You put them on the no. field and you you put them under some some form of false pressure. You can you, you can do it. Sneaky way. No, there, there's going to be extreme. There's, so hear me out in this one. There's going to be extreme scenarios in the future where you're going to get like not wind tunnels, but you're going to get like enhance the wind and indoor training facilities to kind of replicate certain stadiums and stuff like that for kickers. That's going to be something mm. in the future. Like, I've, I've I've heard of teams doing this that they're practicing penalties in soccer. Yeah, they're practicing penalties. You cannot replicate game day pressure. The pressure, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you've gone yeah. through a match and you're exhausted, because things happen in games that don't happen in a practice situation, so you can't replicate that. You know, like. Where where I was trying to bring it round to here, and you you mentioned the point, Mike, was in terms of Jake Moody. Last season, he went twenty nine to thirty five on field goals. I think he missed most of them from between forty and fifty yards, but nailed everything from fifty, and he kicked every one of his sixty extra point attempts. So, uh, Rod, Jake Moody, did you say Jake Moody? Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. I, I've got his. Uh, what I do is I make notes of their fifty plus field goals, and he was three yeah. to seven. But he did make a sixty. Yeah. So there's a guy who has the leg, and is it worth sacrificing potentially your fifth round pick, getting a guy in who can kick from sixty yards, who doesn't miss field goals? And, I mean, it's not as if he wasn't playing under pressure. He has played in the Big Ten multiple years, multiple times Big Ten kicker of the year. Yeah. Okay. 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 I hear you. I hear you. And and it's fine. But in the ACC, there's the Groza Winner Award, which Mm. is given to the best uh, special teams player in the ACC. And that 
given to NC State's Christopher Dunn, right? He's not getting drafted. He is going undrafted, right? Yeah. But yeah. here it is. Are you ready for this? Here is his stats from last year. Tell me if you like these. Extra points, perfect, 100%. Field goals, 97% in conversion rate, if you like. 50, 50 yard plus, two for two, with a long of 54. You like it, like it. I like mm-hmm. that. And I like the idea of making him a priority undrafted free agent sign. And you go out there, you have a, a, some scout, local area scout, just perched on his door, ready. So as soon as the draft is finished, I'm knocking his door and I'm saying, sign on the line, the Cowboys want you. And you put him, and a great point again, little Matt, just mm-hmm. touch. <coughs> oh, sorry. I done the wrong hole. <coughs> and I just think you take you take turn and you, you put him out there. If push comes to shove and he doesn't work out, you go out and you go and try and find, as some of the guys have mentioned, some of the guys, the, the veterans out there, and you just make them the, the, the emergency priority issue then you do yeah. once you start to get towards the camp. But you can have him out there. You can have him kicking. You can see how he does. Put him under pressure. Put the fans on. Put him on thin, skinny posts. I don't mean the route. I mean skinny posts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So look, there's, there's there's plenty of questions coming in. <laughs> Just imagine a kicker tearing down the field, <laughs> trying to do a skinny post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he'd fall over his feet. <laughs> You would expect that for like a Pat McAfee, even though he's not a kicker, but you'd expect something like that film. Yeah, yeah. Like some five foot eight kicker, like he's like a, not even 180 pounds soaking he just, wet. Like. He just he gets jammed on the line, goes back 10 yards. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Sounds like B. Jen Robinson in pass protection. Uh, wait, wait, wait. How many minutes was the B. Jen Robinson talk? 24 minutes. Minutes this time. 25 seconds last week. It's true though. It's true. Tell me if I'm wrong. Paul, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. Let's do it. Do you have do you have a positive or a negative take on Bijan Robinson, Mr. Graham? What did you franchise Tony Pollard for? Wow. (laughs) Wow. I did not expect that. Thank you, GXL seventy for I mean, that. For, for, <laughs> hey, you never know. Ar- Arnie might be a Longhorns fan. He's the right colour. Let, 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 let me address the elephant in the room. Right, I do not have a problem drafting B. John Robinson. I don't have a problem with it. I just think there's a better option than him. Like if he's there available, like from a tight end perspective, from an offensive line perspective, can I say? Like, is there flaws with B.J. Robinson? Absolutely. He can't pass protect if he's in the passing game scenario, but he's an outstanding rusher. And my point of view is, when you look at these type of running backs, like Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, and B.J. Robinson, out of those three, right, Zeke had a complete package coming out of college. He could rush the ball. He's one of the best pass protection running backs you can get. And you can probably say the exact same for Saquon Barkley. But from a pure rusher standpoint, B. John is number one, but for out of those three running backs, I would put B. John 
to number three. That's where I'm at. I mean, like, put it this way. Like, you're saying about that, the hardest thing to find in a running back is pass protection. To find a good pass protecting running back is the hardest thing to find. It is. So you're kind of just trying to find the best of what you've got and then trying to... This, the, you know? this is where it goes back to my point. Does this really solidify Bijan being an actual first-round draft pick? Because you've had previous running backs previously who could do all that. But even Todd Gurley... So, hold on. I'm going to jump in here for a second because I've heard this for weeks, right, Paul? And I'm not I'm not trying to defend B. John Robinson in this. But all we heard... You should, though. Season, You're a Longhorns fan. I know. But all we heard all season from from our own fan base, we're we're not paying Zeke the money we're paying him to pass protect. You're not bringing in Bijan Robinson to be a pass protector. That's a fair point. He's there to be your bell cow. He's there to be your dynamic, fast, every down running back, which is what Zeke was in his first three to four years. Now, obviously, look, that's a function of your O-line. Well, if yeah. we're if we're bringing in a running back to be a pass protector, you're wasting a pick on a running back in the first but round. I, I'm, not, I know, first but I'm not. I'm not saying that fundamentally. That's the main reason why. Like, I'm just saying. Like, I think there is better options available. But just to, can you bring up DJ Dog's comment there? I do agree what he's just mentioned here. Like, I would say the majority of all these running backs yeah. are brilliant rushers, but they can't pass protect. But the, the thing is, though. What makes it different? Like, I just don't understand why B. John has been classed as a first round talent when he is not a full on package. Where he's like, he's, he's a top five player, Paul. He's 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 absolutely a top five player in this draft. There's no way you can like you cannot turn around and say a running back isn't a top caliber player because there's one percent that he can't do properly. Like and it's not it's not a fair thing to say. Like that's that's basically like turning around and saying, Well, we shouldn't pick a quarterback because he can't pass protect. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Like I'm not trying to hate on the guy. I'm not like I do I, 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 I generally do like B John. I really do. I think he's outstanding. I just he's think number eight I, on my board. I just can't justify drafting an R running back in the first round. That's my I, that's my point. I just can't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna back Paul up. If you're taking, mm. a, if you're taking a running back in the first round, he has got to be a three-down back. He has got to be. I, I would say Bijan is. He is. But where, where, where does that do with Tony Harlan now? Because you've got him in a franchise tag. That's my point. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that, that basically, if you're taking Bijan Robinson in this year's draft, Tony Pollard is not part of your um, plan going forward. He's not your long term. He's no, he's no longer your your long term your long term plan. That you franchise tagged him this year, he becomes um, he becomes part of the rotation, the committee that's going to be there this year. Yeah, and he's he, he, he is basically this year's Dalton shot, but in, in a slightly different situation. But yeah, um, you know, and 
what it does then is it it doesn't so Bijan's now your plan for the next six years. So you, you you know he's first round. So you take your fifth year option, you franchise time in the sixth year, and then you're done with him. So that would be that. But what it would mean is next year. The, and this is why I'm against the Bijan Robinson pick, not because of the talent, because of how it yeah. puts your roster construction in a bind, and also your um, your draft sequencing for the rest of the draft. Every time I take Bijan Robinson, Jamar Gibbs with the first pick, the rest of the draft I'm finding I'm trying to pick up the pieces. I'm trying to, to take up the slack. But what it also means when you think about it is in 2024, I got to draft another running back. Not necessarily. Yeah, hundred percent. You do because you. you, you oh oh yeah, with, 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 uh, with, with Pollard, perhaps. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, the way I'm kind of looking at it, and this is my, my last take on it, it's like when you're looking at, at the other teams, right? Like, you take take the Eagles, take Kansas City as a prime example, right? They have got like a running back by committee. It works, right? and it works. Uh, yeah. I, I'm. I'm just going to bring something up. Let's not forget mm. to talk in the last few days about that team and their interest in Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. It, oh, by the way, by the way, that 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 wasn't true. Mm. Just so you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, just so you know, I, I it, it was turned out that the whole Eagles and Derrick Henry thing isn't got as much weight behind it as people think. Excuse me. Go on, G. You've kind of been. Quite oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think when the last time was that your franchise tag played 50% of the snaps. So, like, for instance, mm. the, the franchise Tony Pollard, right? Throughout the season, we heard the Cowboys cannot lose Tony Pollard. It's the travesty if the Cowboys let Tony Pollard go. We must use Tony Pollard more. Zeke is done. Get Zeke out the door. Right, we've done the first part. We've got Zeke out the door. Are you really going to bring in competition for snaps from the guys you've just franchised? You've been singing about him all season long. He needs more snaps. He needs more of the ball. Yeah? And then you go and bring in... I mean, I, I think this is this is all theoretical because I think Bijan Robinson is well off the board by 26. Yeah, I, I agree. So this I, is all yeah. theoretical, right? This is all theoretical. But, so you bring, I mean, is it not a kind of a written rule that your first round pick plays at least 75% of the snaps? Oh. Surely. What's, what's happened? Breaking news? Yeah. To uh, Tagovailoa is considering retirement. Whoa! <laughs> uh, Justin Jefferson has had his fifth year option exercised. Justin uh, Jefferson? Jefferson, yeah, uh, and Joe Burrow has two. Expect so. In other words, Tango Valoa wants a contract extension, or he wants something. Yeah, contract because he's worried about the injuries. That's, isn't he? that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Effectively, and in the day before the draft, he's effectively saying to the Dolphins, "Well." I might retire, so either extend wow. me or pick a new quarterback. Wow. <laughs> Talk That's about, though, having so much. Think about the bad luck Miami have had in terms of running back the last few, like, running back choices. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've had it bad luck. And it's yeah. not like 
It's not. It's no fault of their own, though. It's just it's it's just mm. bad luck. Is really what you can put it down to for the Dolphins. And I know there's a lot of Dolphins fans in the UK. No, that, uh, that, that kind of begs the question: Will Miami go for Lamar Jackson? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. To go to go back to my, oh. my point before. Sorry, man. If they do go, if they do go with Robinson, if they jump up to seventeen, eighteen, whatever it's going to take, you've either got the situation where your first round pick is not playing seventy five percent of the snaps, which is a bad pick. Let's face it, unless he's red shirting. Or your franchise tag is not playing seventy five percent, which I think yeah. is I think is ludicrous. You either, you do one or the other. See if yeah. see if they see if the Cowboys had said, yeah, we're not going to franchise Tony Pollard, but don't panic, we're going to get B. John Robinson. Everybody would have gone, well, okay, fair enough. You're 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 bringing some, you're bringing in an alternative, fine. But do you not think they're a little bit similar in terms of pass protection? You know they they they, they can oh, rush, yeah. they can stretch the field, they can they can move out into the slot. They're a little bit similar, yes. Yeah. So it, it doesn't weigh up for me. I, I, I yeah. get it's a it's a flash move and it's a total Jerry move, but like I said before, I don't think it happens. I think he's well gone by then. Yeah. Yeah. By twenty six anyway. So can I can I can I bring this conversation back round a little bit here? And this kind of feeds off Labarski's question, right? And Paul, I could see your reaction to us, right? A third round running back and first round guard, then a first round running back and a third round guard, right? Now, Graham, look, obviously we we know you love a good old line man in the first round, but if the Cowboys go first round O-line again, which a lot of us want, you're now looking at a situation where we have four, potentially four first round picks on our offensive line. You have a very dodgy running back who's coming off a season-ending injury, which he might not be ready for the start of the season. So are you not effectively cheating your board if you pass up on a player like be John Robinson if he's available to you. No, because very, very maybe not quietly, but over over the length of maybe five six years, that's literally what the Eagles have been doing. They've been building in the trenches, mm-hmm. and yep. lo and behold, they make the Super Bowl. Yep, you know whether it's whether it's a, a, a tackle or a, a defensive tackle or a pass rusher, yeah. they're building in the trenches. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and just to, just to support your comment there, Graham, the, like, as much as we all hate the Eagles, but they have that running back by committee, like with Sanders, etc., and they're, and they're rotating behind that offensive line, and they're still, be it, be it like all of them are playing a big crucial part to their uh, offense. I mean, I, I get the point, Brian. That and, and, and Hearts as well. Yeah, did, I was, I was, I was just going to say, did they not pay their um, running back a two hundred and fifty million dollar contract? Yeah, I, yeah, it was just to be. <laughs> that I just raised. Yeah, the biggest running back is the quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've got lots of first round picks on that line, but they took, they spent those picks particularly on Smith and Martin a long time ago. Hmm. 
you know, yeah. it's and and they've obviously proven to be good picks. So, I mean, see if you throw in Travis Frederick, that's five. Yeah. Um, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Mm. There is right. there is right. nothing wrong with that. Um, I, they still have. That's another reason why I have problems with the Robinson pick because we. I, I don't know if Cowboys Nation had moved away, but. From what I've been reading, the left guard conversation has kind of evaporated a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, agree. Are you, I agree. Are you moving? Are you moving Tyler Smith back in? Is Tyron Smith going to be ready? Would you not rather start afresh and have Smith as a swing tackle? Or well, that's you know, like, it, it seems to mm-hmm. it seems to have wandered into fantasy land where we're starting thinking about stud running backs. The kind of pass protect I might add, but you know, I, I st- you don't like I always say, you don't put another Lamborghini in the driveway when you've got cracked foundations in the house. And I think the I think the crack the crack is still there. At least we had Conor McGovern. Mm. I, mean, I never thought I held my hands yeah. up. I never thought I would say that, but even Conor McGovern's gone now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I thought this uh, comment from Lloyd was actually quite interesting. I know we're, t- we're talking about like some Bijan and stuff, but in terms of like some pa- yeah, pass protection running backs, it's like, oh, that's Joe's comment. Um, look, is Ronald you Jones a good no, That wasn't me, that was accidental. Like, that comment just popped up there. So, <laughs> um, I actually don't know because, to be honest, it's hard to say about Ronald Jones. Average, average. He's a, he's an average. average type of guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah but but in terms of a blocking back, is he yeah, that's what I mean. Quality? He's an average. Um, they're about the same. Yeah, I probably would say he's better as a blocker, I'll only because he's got he's got more of the frame to do it than what Pollard has. Mm. Yeah, t- yeah. That's what I was kind of thinking as well. Like more, more, really... more of the bigger frame to sustain the block, where Tony Pollard is more of just that. Can, can I, can I clip you? And yeah. he's down there. Yeah. yeah. But there um... is that. Um, here's an interesting one though. Or have we got guys because it's the fan run show? We got rants yeah. coming in. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've got one question here, and this is the one that Jamie had from us before before the show started. And look, God, people, if you want to... gave me... Yeah, it's the same one he gave you. Same one? Oh, okay. So, three, the top three players available to you at pick uh, 26 are Lucas Van Ness, Darnell Wright, and Bijan Robinson. For me, it's Darnell Wright. I'm sorry. I've already told him that. <laughs> I told him. Oh, yeah. I told. Him, I I said to him, and he was like, "For God's sake, you're not supposed to answer now." And I was like, "Yeah, but you don't know the reasons why." But you guys go first. Go on. Yeah, Darnell Wright, run that pick up to the podium. Don't even think about it. You know, like do the whole do the whole first overall pick thing where you leave it. You know, nine minutes and fifty seconds if you like, so they talk about you for the whole ten minutes. But yeah, don't think twice, Darnell here, Wright. With a Here's another question for you. Like, like if we're at 26 and B John's there, there's going to be another team behind us that might, oh, we can maybe, the Cowboys might not want to draft them. We might move up one or two places. We might get an extra couple of picks and Wright might still if, be there. Yeah. 
if Bijan Robinson was still there, then I think like he doesn't make it past Tampa. That's what the guys at the scouting academy were saying. Does not yeah. it, it, like, what they've been told is Tampa is like the limit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, if he does make it to Tampa, he's being drafted there. Tampa, yeah. they've said they Absolutely. they it, uh, the talk is that they're not wanting to draft up to get him. But if he falls to the lap, they're going to take him there. That's it. Done. Yeah. Sign, sign yeah. sealed and delivered. If he was there for Cowboys, say for some obscure reason, you know, something was to happen, uh, and it was, I think the the, the best, we, the only issue I've got, because on my board, yeah, he's a first-round pick. So well, he's a first-round grade on mine, mm. and I've only got, I've only got 13 first-round grades on my board. Mm. So if you're at 26 and you've got a first-round graded player, sat, you, you have to take him. You've got no choice. Yeah. As annoying just, as it would be. Just to back <laughs> up Mike's statement there, yeah. the, at the moment, the starting running back for the Buccaneers is Rashad White, who got yeah. <laughs> who got one touchdown and 500 yards. So mm. yeah. <laughs> they don't think about it. Just to, put, <laughs> just, to, just to give you guys context of what I was looking at, that's my draft board. And as you can see, 13 and Bijan's seventh. Yeah. Just a wee quick. So out of those three players that were mentioned there, how would you put them in order? For me, it'd be right, Robertson, and Van Ness. Yes. Yeah. The exact same. Because I don't even know what Van Ness is. Oh, uh, you I don't even know. Who just I, I, would, I would have as Robinson, Van Ness, right. Okay. Wow, really? That's, that's just me. Yeah. Are, are we saying on our on our board or what in terms of like for, for Dallas? No, that's just my personal thing. Is that's how I would rank the three of them? Is Robinson, I'm actually quite, I'm, Ness, I'm, okay. Rice. I'm quite, I'm quite intrigued yeah. by that, Brian. Oh, yeah. Interesting. See that, uh, if if I, I, I was I, to do them you know, um, in my order, it'd be Bijan, um, right, Van. Yeah. Go on, Gray. I I I I take Mike's question there differently. I think that if Robinson is there at twenty six, Jerry do, Jerry Jones doesn't think twice. I no, think he doesn't. He, that's what I'm he saying. Takes, he takes the flash player, and that's why I think it's an important question, Mike, because yeah, you have you have need, you have best player ability, uh, a first round grade, and you have and you have flash, mm. and the, not just you not see just, the flash in Jerry's eyes. Yeah, the fact that yeah, the fact he's from as well is just make a lot of money. Them. We. Mm-hmm. It, in my opinion, we didn't need CD Lamb at the time, and they took him because they saw extreme value and flash in that pick. And I think to get the seventh ranked player at twenty six, that's flash and value. So yeah. I think yeah. it happens. But like I said, it won't happen. Not unless they jump up to get. He said he doesn't. Like I say, he, if he's there in the late teens, they. There is suddenly going to be a squabble, um, especially yeah. because, like, I really after Tampa, then you're looking at a running for wide receivers that are going to. If it hasn't already happened, because um, there's two places really can happen, but just before the Cowboys pick, there's there's a run of wide receivers that are going to go there. So you think really none of those guys are are, are looking at a running back, although that value's there, they could take them. But I think there's guys before. You know, who pick after us that could really do with a running back, and that's where the squabble happens. I don't think the squabble 
with mm. trading if Bijan Robinson makes it to the Cowboys <coughs> would be a thing because it's going to happen before that. And it, so guys are going to be like, I need to trade here quick before this yeah. goes uh, out of reach for me. Yeah, I could. Yeah, that's a good fair point. Man. Like the teams behind us could potentially trade up ahead of us to get that, that they would be the guys. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair I, point. Um, to give you a sneak at my <clears throat> predictions, I have Robinson ninth to the Bears. Oh, uh, yeah, um, run, run first team, mm. almost brand new quarterback. Their, their starter at the minute is Dante Foreman. Mm. So, does it not all add up? Mm. I get, yeah. I get. There could be, there could I'm be sorry. a defensive tackle there, but I just for a run first team with very little offensive weaponry, would Robinson not help tremendously in Chicago? That that it makes perfect sense, man. Um, I've seen quite a lot of mock drafts where analysts in Chicago are kind of screaming for for that. So yeah, like more do you think about it? Bijan could be there at number it's nine. Too high for wide receiver. Yeah, you're right about wide receivers because they're all over the board. You ask you ask the four of us, we'll have four different opinions on who the top receiver is and where they're ranked. So I think it's consensus. if it's not Jackson, if it's not Jackson, then you're wrong, by the way. <laughs> Jackson you, Smith is you don't number want one. Not Dallas, though. I really don't. He doesn't because because of, of the fit. The fit doesn't work. I, I need, although Brandon Cooks has slightly changed that now because I yeah. was always after a speedy downfield threat type guy, a field stretcher. Now they got that in Brandon Cooks, kind mm. of opens you back out again in terms of what type of wide receiver you can bring in. And that is also telling in terms of the types of wide receiver they brought in on the 30 visit. You look, they haven't gone after the speedy nippy mm. downfield guys they've gone for the full range they've gone for the full plethora they've gone from Quentin Johnson to Jalen Hyatt so they've yep. really gone all the way through the scale so look we've we've, we've kind of exhausted the bees on Robinson talk and there are plenty yes. of comments coming yeah in. so let we look we'll, we'll try and move it along right another one of the big topics that's been mentioned and I'm going to pull up Joe's comment here Hearing from other podcasters, Michael <laughs> Mayer, if he's still available at 26. I I heard today that some people are actually replacing Michael Mayer as their tight end one with Dalton Kincaid. Good. Kincaid, Kincaid is their for, only first round tight end. Mayer is slipping down to a second round tight end. They would be wrong, is the answer there. So you, you want to tell me, right? Okay. Okay. I get the reasons why, because Kincaid is more of a move tight end. But you're going to tell me that, and Kincaid was the number one tight end last year in terms of yards and reception. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Fantastic. But you want to tell me that you're going to have a flash in the pan one year tight end with back injuries as your number one tight end when you have Michael Mayer, who was the number one tight end coming out of high school, went to Notre Dame, and literally from the day he started to the day he finished has been like a top three tight end in college the whole time. And he, he yes, completely right. Mayer barely separated at a college level, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. I tell you, the other guy who did that too, Jason Witten. And that is exactly 
what Michael Mayer is. He's an inline wide tight end, which is really hard to find. There you go. Um, you see that very much the same in what you have in Witten, that blue collar type player. Mm. Obviously, Notre Dame, so smart, intelligent, um, understands the game, understands the position. You say he can't separate, but yet you will see him finding space. He 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 can he knows how to manipulate what he's seeing and can find space in the middle of the yep. field and he'll catch that ball. Like I, I can't remember which game it was I watched now. Uh, there was a game I watched, and he literally he's in fact it's on my Twitter uh, on one of the highlights. Yeah. He comes in, he goes on a crossing route, he catches the ball for a touchdown, straight down the middle. You can say he doesn't separate, which is kind of true. The athletic, what it is, is it's not that he can't separate. The issue is the athletic <clears throat> profile, that he's not a top-end speed type guy. He mm. has good levels of acceleration and agility, but they're not elite. None of it, none of it, when you look at the, the athletic side of it all, is elite. But then that was Jason Witten. And yet yeah. Jason Witten is catching balls. He's separating. And don't forget, Dak Prescott loves that type of tight end. So I'm going to, I'm going to flip this question another way to both Graham and Paul, Bryce. So you both kind of said in terms of, say, Bijan, can't block. No use to you. If you bring in Michael Mayer, he can block for days. He is a sixth mm-hmm. offensive lineman. So, given the history of tight ends in the first round, they're not generally very successful. Is it a concern to take a tight end in the first round? Not or for me, are, no. Are the measurables too good with Michael Mayer? No, not really. Just like like most analysts and even yourself, Mike, you've, like, how many first round rates have you got? Like, 18 to 20 like anything above that, you're talking about a high-end second round player anyway. It's just unfortunate it's our first round pick with a fifth year option. So to me, it makes no difference. Mm-hmm. He's, still, he's, still, he's still going to be an impactful player if we do get Michael Meyer. Yeah. And Michael Meyer is is my first tight end. He's my tight end one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would definitely take him if he's there. Yeah. Yeah. I, like for me, he's a better blocker in terms of all around blocker than Darnell Washington. He's great blocking on a lot of in a lot of ways. Washington is, but Mayer in terms of everything, oh, like the, across the board of blocking, ticks more boxes than Washington. Mm. Washington Rich was just asked, was just mentioned that he said, "Would you not prefer the big man Washington as a new tight end?" That might be somewhere you have to come back around in the second round. Mm. I, Go on, Jake. Like for, for for a couple of weeks now, I've said I've asked myself. Like, obviously, <clears throat> I'm one of the old line guys on the show, one of the old line guys in Cowboys Nation. But what if there is no value at 26? Mm. My I'm... next step would be then. How can you bring in pass protection and a bit of option for that? There wrestling? we go. There we go. You, you just nailed it there, Broom. And then mm. I, I get the whole yeah tight end in the first round, but 
fifth year option and he he does a he does a little bit of both. He provides a target and yep. a bit of pass protection because it's that, always it's all well and good saying, Yeah, we need O line help, we need help on the O line, but if it's not there, you can't draft it. Yeah. Yep. With with Meyer, a little bit of everything. Yeah, it is. It is, and uh, like you, you see with Maya too that that you you see a lot that you can play in the backfield as a little bit of H back, but you can also move him out to the slot and he'll be effective. Just get, honestly, just completely think of Jason Witten. I've got Jason Witten as the comp for him because you you watch it and this everything speaks. So like you want to tell me that like let's go back in time. And Jason Witten was um, available to you with a first pick, and you wouldn't go back in time and go, "We've got to take that type of guy with our first pick." Here you are, so here you are now, years later, and going, "You have a Jason Witten right here. You don't want to take that guy." Everybody loved Jason Witten. Everybody still loves mm. him. Why would you not want that back on your team? I don't get it. And yeah. you mentioned it just now, Brian. That the stigma is tight end. So there's an issue with tight end value in the first round, which I yep. kind of get, right? Yep. That's understandable. And then people go, well, look at the past with first round tight ends. Okay. Do we have to do the same thing with... Uh, do you think that the teams that are needing a quarterback this year are saying the same thing? That they're going, look at the first round quarterbacks that we've had in the past. Let's pass on quarterback in the first round, because in the past... They haven't really come off. You know, we, we, we'll wait till a later round for it. Or do you mm. think they're going to be like, no, he's the best player. He's a great player. He's a quarterback. He's important. We need him on mm. the team. You just take – in the first round, I've always said it, the first round is just take whatever's best and then work out the rest. Yeah. The, the counter-argument is Kyle Pitts. I mean, yeah, but... see, for, see, for months, see for months up to the draft, yeah, they were ready to put Kyle Pitts into the Hall of Fame. Uh, his issue is snap. His yep. issue is though for Kyle Pitts, his issue is the roster he's on though. He's I been mean, he's been he's been misutilized. Massively. He was he was going to the Hall of Fame and he was going to take Matt Ryan with him. Um, <laughs> Matt Ryan's now finished, and Kyle Pitts is a late fourth round talent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would yeah. say he's not being utilized correctly though. Yeah. The, 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 the Falcons have been totally unfair to him. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can I can I can see the argument both ways in terms of tight ends. Like if you if you look at the top tight ends right now, they're generally third round guys. Travis Kelsey, George Kettle, I think we're both taken in the third round. And that seems to be a sweet spot for tight end. But if Mayer is your best player available, or if it's Kincaid, is your best player on your board at 26, you've got to take him. BPA. Yeah. But on, on, go on, sorry. There's the, another one in here from Lloyd, and I, I, I think we can kind of counter this slightly in terms of the, the conversation we had with Broadus last week, there's a rumour floating around that we may take the guard from TCU. Yeah, yeah. Like, Paul, I don't, take it away. Yeah, like, as much as I like Steve Avia, 
but I don't see him being in the first round. Like the, a ch- the best chance if you're going to get Steve Avia is to trade up in the second to get him, I reckon. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be a possibility depending what we do in this first round. If it's not O-line that we do in the first round, if it's another position, then th- there's a likely chance that we could potentially move up places to try and get Avia. That works. Works for me. Yeah. Uh, like like we, we spoke about this, Paul, that this this draft is a little weird because it's, it's very top, it's, it's top heavy. It's top heavy, and after so, after like especially day three, it's very defined in terms of the talent gap. The talent gap, the shelf is huge. So why hmm. not if you 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 want the more talented guys in this draft? Why don't you trade everything at this at the end of your draft to trade up <clears throat> early and get the best players? That's a, I mean, Rich actually brings up a really good point. If we are discontinuing, discounting Pender, uh, Hendershot and so Pendershot and Henderson, it works. Yeah, it you, works. you mean you mean Ferguson and Pen, Pen, Ferg, Ferguson and Henderson? Just go, just go yeah, Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair point because I do like both of those players. I do. Yeah, and I I do like Jake Ferguson so. Do we go still go tight end? I don't know. Yes. Like this, this is the you big do. questions. Like you do, for, you think do. For, and 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 I think with what is happening this year, that how we've done, I, I still think so well this season in terms of well, well the season this off season where uh, bringing in free agents and bringing in like yeah. uh, trades like Cooks etc. Stephen Gil Stephen Gilmore etc. We're in this weird scenario where our Options in the draft are somewhat very dependent on other teams. We're not really it's hard to explain, but basically we, we're in a luxury position where we're just filling up the squad when we really need to, but at the same time, like these best best players available. It's does it make sense? That's the question. Does it make sense to draft this best player available when the when there's other needs? Yeah. Like it's so. It's so. It's such the. It's the weirdest draft I've ever analyzed in recent years. Mm-hmm. And who, who was it brought up the the comment about a uh, Cold Strange there? I think it was DJ Dog. <laughs> Who's yeah. the guy? Who's the guy? Who kept talking about Cold Strange last year. Me. Me. <laughs> so Paul, who is this year's Cold Strange for you? So I get Ika for Baylor. Okay. You have been on that train for months, so. Yep. Saika Aika, the defensive interior tackle from Baylor, is my pet cat this year. So, Austin. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Cody Mock. We've not talked about him that much, to be fair. Mm, we can We've do not. I mean, God, what, what we, did you say then, Greg? Does lightning strike twice? Does Paul get his guy? Who knows? We'll <laughs> find out. But um, no, I was I was talking to my dad about the draft. Is Cody Mock not the most packy, Packers looking pick you've ever yeah. seen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the long, the long scraggly hair, missing like, teeth. Yeah, yeah, just like dirty elbows, two foot of snow. It's either Green Bay or Cleveland. That's where you kind of believe. That's where you kind of belong. He is very Denver. Very yeah, even Denver. Denver. He's going with your guy from Wisconsin, Whitewater, from two years ago. Oh, Twins Miners. 
Yeah, Quinn Miners. Oh, man, I was so raging that we did not hear him. He was the pick before us as well. So I got, <sighs> I got to pull up another question here from Joe, right? Because there's a couple of people have kind of asked about trade-off yeah. scenarios or trade scenarios. So he's given us one here. He's saying the Texans have two pick two picks in the first round, pick two and pick twelve. Would you trade our twenty-sixth pick Ooh. and Michael Gallup for the Texans number twelve pick? Uh, I don't think that would be enough to be fair to move yeah, up to the Yeah, Texans would be silly. That that that's hugely favoured towards the Cowboys to jump up. That much just for Michael Gallup. Yeah, and I'm I'm not giving up Michael Gallup either. I'm not giving up Michael Gallup. So, right, regardless of that trade, do you see a potential trade up scenario on Thursday night? I don't see it myself. I think I think the Cowboys stand pat. They only have seven picks this year. I think they They sit there, let the board fall to them. Perfect path for that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If, if anything, I see more of a trade by than a trade up. Yes. Yeah. But 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 I agree with all of you. I still think we're going to sit still at twenty six, unless there's a team that's very very desperate and needy that one player that might fall down to our lap mm-hmm. and they might want him. Then we might trade back a couple of places. That's the only scenario I could think of, really. Yeah. But other than that, I think we're going to stay at twenty six. They, they, they. <laughs> <laughs> so, so for our uh, Spotify listeners, uh, the Bashi says, "Can we just trade Crooks for the Texans to trade them back?" <laughs> yeah, good work. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Joe Francis did leave a mailbag question about kickers. Um, yeah. so we did mention some. So, yeah, yeah. they're the guys to look for. To, to your question, Brian, do they trade up? Um, no, but if Robinson gets to the mid teens, Jerry's phone finger starts getting itchy. I don't see it. I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I think he'll be gone. I really do. Just the, 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 loves team. a splash. It won't happen, he Paul. Do, he, does, right. he does. I don't think he'll start falling, but in that scenario. I think the the numbers the digits. When you say make a splash, right? That we we take back the CD Lamb year, right? We didn't even trade up for CD Lamb, and he made a splash. Yeah, and he, he felt you. So look, look at Michael Parsons. You traded back and still got him. Exactly. So, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm just going to jog your memories, gentlemen. Just in terms of trade ups, and yeah. ask. I'm I'm I sure know. you all remember. Who I was, know where you're going. Who was the last player we traded up and got? No, was, Morris, was it Morris Claiborne? Oh, actually, you're right. It was Mo Claiborne. But and it was making a terrible a splash. Making a splash. Do you know what, right? I'm, I'm going to go back on what I just said. I said that was terrible. It wasn't a terrible pick because we desperately needed a cornerback back then. And, you know, we, you've got the Terrence Newman thing going on. Um the Cowboys needed to do, but it's just what they sold to get him. And uh, because of like this terrible run of injuries he had, he just never came off. No, still won a Super Bowl. I, True. Yeah, I I still I still remember Mike Mayock said just after we'd selected him that 
Morris Claiborne had the best hands of any defensive player out of that draft. Mm-hmm. And it came to absolutely nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I always take Mike Maynock's uh, advice with a pinch of salt. Mind he said that we would draft Johnny Manziel at 16. And he slaughtered us for Travis Frederick. He yeah. slaughtered mm-hmm. us. He said he, Travis Frederick was a third round pick. And then look mm-hmm. at what he did as a GM for Oakland. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he had. And he, I actually got banned from NFL UK because of a kick pick Mike Mayock made. Was, wasn't it in 20. Was it 2020? They took Rugs and Arnett, and both of them are now out of the NFL. Yeah. Well, so much for, so, so much for specialists. Then you've got idiots like Mel Kuyper and all that as well. Who the hell is Mel Kuyper anyway? Mm. <laughs> what? When? Well. He once said that Dak Prescott was the best tight end in his class. <laughs> he really did. He really did. I just went, oh, man. He needs to shut it down. To go back to your original question, Brian, I think it was, was it Mike and Paul said on the show about a trade-down scenario? Yeah. That picked well, up a lot of options. What Can we run that back? What was that? I think it was was it not uh, I was trading back to the Texas into the second round. Yeah, the second round. Yeah. Yeah. Top of the second. Would you like me to open up my little book of notes? Oh, go for it. Let's see if we can get on rate again. Okay. Hurry up. The trade trade scenario was the best available players on the board were Anthony Richardson, Michael Mayer, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Devin Witherspoon, Jalen Carter, and Lucas Van Ness. Houston offered you their second round pick. Hold on. Jalen Carter at 26? Yeah. I know. I was only... That's that's why... That was... I don't think that was the one we were thinking of. That was the one that uh, drove you mental. Yeah. yeah. So right. if Jaden Carr's there, you take you you take that option. It's, do, it's a done deal. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Because like, yeah. no, the, the the trade idea that I can't remember where it came from, but we did discuss it. It was so. Yeah. Houston. It's with or, Tom Ryle. Yeah, it was with Tom Ryle. Like we. Ah. Yeah. So we traded back with the Texans being an early second round. Like, yeah. And we would get next year's first round draft pick, and also, uh, and we would get like multiple picks in the later round as well. Yeah. That so I thought, hmm, I would. I mean, take we that. we got yeah, and we we with those picks available to you was like, um, Steve Avila. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, so Steve Avila was like in the second. We would got Avila. We would have got a Ica and all that as well. So yeah, we, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, Jacqueline Roy from LSU. That's right. Yep, yep. I always like the, the idea. I always like the idea of trading for a pick in a future draft. The Patriots mm. used to be really good at it. Like they always, they always had two first round picks. They would use one and spend one, mm-hmm. and it just seemed to filter through the years. And they always used to, you know, like the like say the Eagles this year. They've got to, they would move from ten to twenty. Pick up next year's one, and the whole thing just keeps spinning, and spinning, and spinning. I really like yeah. that idea. I wish we would get on board with that. Yeah, 
but of course you have to you have yeah. to trade with somebody yeah. that's rotten to get up that high. Obviously, that's the problem. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna go, pull man. up. I, I'm gonna pull up. Yeah, that, Mikey did it for me. That was exactly what I was going I'm to sorry, talk about. I <laughs> so it's not a punt. It's not a punt. No, it's not. So let, let's talk about this a little bit, right? Rich has a Rich Gillette has asked us, would we take a punt on character at twenty six if he dropped? Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Discuss, yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. Probably one of the best I, interior tackles, uh, interior <laughs> defensive tackles in the in the in this draft. So yeah. yeah. In the last um, few drafts, but I, I, I'll admit I'm always a little bit harsh on these young guys who make mistakes. Number three on my board. Whilst at college, surrounded by surrounded by their peers, they do a couple of stupid things, and it costs them in the draft. Laramie Tunsil, for instance has yeah, had yeah. an absolutely fine, acceptable career in the NFL. Fair enough, it's with some questionable teams, but he has had an absolutely fine yeah. NFL Perfect. career. Um, that video cost him millions of dollars, um, and it was a simply just a nasty thing that happened. But he Isn't, still had a fine career. They still don't career. know who did it. Exactly. Yeah. Was, it not, was it not a family member or something like that? They, they believe it to be, but it's never been confirmed. Isn't Tom he's played left paid left tackle in the league? Yes, no. I'm pretty but, sure he's the highest paid left tackle in the league. Uh, so. but, but, but it was based on his rookie contract, though, that he missed out millions in his rookie contract. Yeah, he's making it up now, and sometimes yeah, that, that gives yeah. you the kick in the ass you need. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he, he is saying, yeah, Rich Gillett's saying about the off field antics. Mm-hmm. And. I think what he's more referring to is not the incident that led him to be in trouble with the law, but more of what his attitude is like off the field um, and like within meeting rooms, because that's something that does pop up. And I think that it's true. He does have those issues. But I think what the pre-draft process would have done to him is humble him. (laughs) And kind of like being like, look, this is where you need to be. This is going to put you in your place. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing because it, it, it's all the psychological thing with him at the moment. Because, like, you know, there's the combine slash pro day workout results, etc. cetera. Um, and I think all that is having an effect on him. Um, so I, I think what it really takes is for an NFL team a coaching staff to just be like make this is your job yeah you need to take it seriously and bear in mind he's a young guy like if mm. you said to me when i was in my early 20s to try and take on this role and be handed millions of dollars i'm gonna walk around with an attitude too i'm telling you now so i'd be I'm, that type of guy i'm just going to pull up lloyd's comment here because i think it does bear some weight right he said, in response to Rich, he said, I cert- we certainly don't need another Randy Gregory situation. It's slightly different. It's slightly it, is, different. it is the potential, because I, I agree with you, Mike. It's a different situation. Randy Gregory had long-standing and known issues. This seems, seems to be an isolated incident with Carter. Obviously, we're not going to know for a year or two whether this is a pattern, it's the start of a pattern, 
but everything up to this, everything up to this has suggested this is an out of the ordinary incident. And the thing that, is. the thing that Carter's got going for him is he's a premium talent. Randy Gregory yes. was a first round talent. Carter's top, like Daniel Jeremiah, for instance, had him first, like the yeah. top ranked player in what, yeah. January. Yeah, I think it was third, third, third on my board. So on pure skill, he's a top five pick. That's mm. what that is what yeah. is going to save his draft position. Um, he may fall a little bit. The quarterbacks obviously always go first. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think in our first mock, I took him first overall for the Bears. I would have they done. had they had they hadn't had the the speeding incident, or it hadn't come to light anyway. Yet there was no charges filed. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, like his, his talent will save him. And, and again, Sap is kind of like another different situation, even more so than Randy Gregory again. Mm. Um, yeah. Although that was an insane thing to watch the tumble. There was other things Yeah, the Jets Jet like fans going after nut. Yeah, mm. it was lo- lo- a few things. And then it turned out, but look, look at Warren Sap. There you go. Super Bowl yeah. winning Hall of Famer. Mm. Yeah. Um, Jalen Carter, you have to understand that the talent, the player is he he was like literally he's the type of guy that did not need three years in college to come into the NFL and win. No. He was already man strong to be able to play the position. And and George's defense revolved everything around what he was doing. He was dominating that position easily the last two years. You could say three at a push. The, the, you know, yeah. it, you know, not completely. But it, you could see that the potential was there. And you, you look then that Georgia goes in, wins the Natty, wins the Natty again. There's, there's, and like you look at the, the Georgia offense, okay, it was good, but the Georgia defense was what mm. it was. And the very tippy top of that, that Georgia defense was Jalen Carr. He was yeah. the front man of all of that. So another question which has come in, and again, this is going to be something which will come up on Saturday, I would assume, when we're covering things. Lloyd has asked, is there any scenario where you would take Max Duggan in the later rounds? Just naturally yeah. Max Duggan, maybe a different quarterback. Clayton Toon, there's Aidan O'Connell. They're the guys they brought in. Yeah. DTR isn't a bad one to take, mind. Me and yeah. you have both spoken about him before. Yeah. Um, Bry, you know, saying about yeah. D, you know, um, I read somewhere that um, you know, they do the velocity tests, yeah, uh, throwing the ball. So um the oh, here we go. My mind's gone. Josh Allen has the highest velocity yeah. done on the test. DTR beat him. Yeah. He did. Yeah, yeah, threw him. Are, are we ready to give up and cover rush? I think it's not so much. A, oh, go on, go on. Sorry, I'm talking too much. Go, guys. I think it's a development oh, guy. That's yeah. too much. Wrong. <laughs> no, like, I, like we're we're just drafting him as an extra body because I think we're going to move in a, move away from. Is it Will Greer? Yes. Will Greer. Yeah. yeah but, there you like, go. 
that's what like, it is. It's basically we're we're gonna move along, move away from him, get a nice similar yeah. quarterback to Dak and Cooper Rush in a way that kind of fits the system. So it makes sense. And ironically, I said way back when, and you can see it on our show that I said that Will Greer will always be one of those brilliant college quarterbacks, but everything that he did didn't translate to the NFL. Sounds like a specific offensive coordinator. <laughs> like like so in some is... ways, certain some ways you can have the same argument here about CJ Stroud. And I know that's hot takey, but it's we'll just wait and see on news. that. You are sorry? It's not given recent news about CJ. I mean, like, CJ Stroud and Will Levis, too. I, I, I have big, 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 big question marks. Will Levis is more of the mechanics. Like, it is so confusing. I, I, I don't un- understand how you can be playing that long and nobody's spoken to you about your technique and <laughs> and your mechanics, that nobody's are, coached it. It, it baffles, talking, it blows my mind. Are you talking about Will Levis, who said he is going to the Carolina Panthers? With the <laughs> yeah, in the I did see that today too, yeah. There we go. <laughs> like, like, like the, the Will Levis thing, <laughs> I've got it in my notes here. That he doesn't even let go of the ball all the way through his throw. He lets it go halfway out. He's like throwing the ball forward, and then his arm is here. Then he lets it go, and then he's throwing the ball, throwing his arm. I don't get it. And like, so it sounds like you're talking about Philip Rivers because that's exactly what he did when he had his throw. Because his throw was so. He looked like he was shot putting it. <laughs> so it's, but it, that, that's just one part then you see another part where his footwork's all over the place and then his, his hands are in different positions and you, you, you map his throwing arc and it's different every time there's no consistency there and mm. my biggest thing my, my biggest note on him is that um, Sean Clifford is in this draft and he is in fact my QB 17 uh, and Will Levis, while he was at Penn State, could not beat Sean Clifford out of the starting job. Yeah, that is it, plain and simple. I, 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 it's just it's the question marks. CJ Stroud is more so of, uh, and shut up, Brian. It is playing. <laughs> wow, playing shots fired. No, yeah. Is playing for Ohio State, and I'm not saying that because you think I hate Ohio State. I don't, right? I'm just saying, I'm just saying that Ohio State, in the last couple of years, while CJ Stroud has been there, has been one of the most quarterback-friendly teams you could possibly play on. And when they talk about the S two and that it is his score was so low, it's like, well, what what do you expect? He's never had to do. A lot on that offense. Like he's never been met with masses of, um, like let's put it all on CJ Stroud. He's never emotional damage. That's how that's how I see it. I'm 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 going to back you up on this, right? Because here's the thing with CJ Stroud: two years immobile, two years starter in Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State. Went the 10 seasons before that. I think they lost one game. 
against Michigan? Yeah, sure. Yeah. He lost both games against Michigan. And neither of those games were close. I, I know, like, Ohio State, through a, they, they have gone through a lot of changes in the last few years. So you, you kind of, you, you can give them a little pass on that. But it, on the other side, then, you're like, when it, when that's going through all of these mass changes that are going on, it's your quarterback you need to stand steady uh, and be the guy to take it all on. And he, he just didn't. They didn't need him to. Uh, and that's my problem. Uh, as well as, you know, you throw on top the issues with, um, you know, uh, the arm talent is there, right? Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he never had to do nothing because he does have a great arm. The arm, the arm talent is elite. But he's a mobile. He, and we've seen that. There's no scrambling, rushing. Um, he doesn't create outside of the pocket. Off-platform throws can be an issue, although mm-hmm. he does have that. It's all the inconsistencies, especially while under uh, when he's under when he's been when he's facing pressure. That, yeah. That's a big thing. And we know in the NFL, you've got to be mobile. For 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 me, he's the most on Ohio State quarterback I've seen in the last ten years. I see what you're saying. Yeah, you look at Braxton Miller. You look mm. at JT Barrett, you look at Cardale Jones, Justin Fields, mobile guys who can get it done out of the pocket, but also who can scramble out of the pocket and make yards. Stroud just looked and felt different. Yeah. And that's the same argument then that we're having as we go full circle with Will Greer. That you look at Will Greer, what all the things he was good at, but you know. The touch passes, Will Greer did. And this is where I had problems, is that when he was in college, incredible touch on his passes. <laughs> <laughs> incredible the touch on his drive by there. Yeah. It, it, you know, his touch pass was always very... But then you turn around and you say, like, well, how does that translate in the NFL? And you go, well, the cornerbacks are a lot more athletic. They understand how to play the ball. They know what they're doing. So the one thing that made him special is taken away from him. And you're like, well, what's that? what does he become in the NFL? And that was my problem with Will Greer. Um, yeah. But I think that the talk of quarterback isn't against Cooper Rush. It's more against, Will as Greer. Paul quite rightly said, as Will Greer. Yeah. Got there in the end. Whew. We did. Yeah. So this is, this is the Fan Rant show, and I would like to hear what the fans have to say on this yes. mock that I've just ran. Okay, so wow. picking at 26, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give the fans, right, let's hear what the fans have to say. Share your I'm going to give the, the next the next six players on the the PFF list. Now, we all know what I feel about PFF, but yeah. Like, I just used a, I just use a simulator, right? It's not documented, so it's all good. <laughs> the next You're six players are you fools. <laughs> right, here we go. Dalton Kincaid, tight end from Utah. <laughs> Anton Harrison, tackle from Oklahoma. Emmanuel Forbes, corner from Mississippi State. Will McDonald from Iowa State, and Osiris Torrens, guard out of Florida. Who who's who's the second guy that you mentioned? Brian Branch, safety Alabama. Kincaid no. every day of the week. As much as I like our size Torrance, but he's only suitable for the right guard position. 
He's only played that position there. Uh, he's not. I don't think he's really adjustable to the left-hand side if we were to draft a guard there in the first round. So I wouldn't pass up on Torrance. So I think I cut out there. So the, to recap, the next six are Kincaid, Branch, Harrison, Forbes, McDonald and Torrance. Oof. Kincaid. I'm half, I'm half. Mm. Don't Kincaid. Don't Kincaid. It is, it is oh. Kincaid or Emmanuel Forbes for me. So, I, I, I even Will McDonald. No. no. Meyer went, Meyer went 24 to the Jags. Mm. In, fa- in fact, I'm having Emmanuel Forbes over Kincaid. So I'm going Emmanuel Forbes. I... I don't the think trade, well, here's a question for you, Graham. What's the trade back options? So, the trade back options, uh, I don't know if that's allowed anymore. If you're not to be a PFF subscriber, oh, I've given you my password, mate. They've made their money. Uh, no, I, I, oh, by I, the way, by the way, I don't endorse. Handing people's passwords for things out. No, no. I mean, subscription is for me only. I think if I if I had if I had access to a PFF password, I think I would have to leave the show. (laughs) (laughs) Because that just that's two words colliding right there. (laughs) (laughs) So DJ Dog kind of picked up on something for me. Right, in terms of your Emmanuel pick, Mike. Emmanuel Again, Forbes sorry. is what, 5'11"? Emmanuel Forbes is 5'11", isn't it? Yeah, he's, he, that, it, it is his biggest drawback, is his size. He, he's 166 pounds and cannot yeah. put on weight. How are you going to match your first-round cornerback up against mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson? Hundred and sixty six pounds. That sounds like you're talking about Spike Dudley from the WWE. That's exactly <laughs> what he is. He this this guy cannot put on weight. They spoke about this today on the draft show. I get that it. This guy is that light, and there doesn't seem to be any way they can get weight onto him. No, because you, you, it's his change of direction skills that make him good, and that's why he he has led. The NCAA in pick sixes, right? You have to take that into account. The guy is a turnover machine. And you think with Dan Quinn, what that would mean when you've got a guy like Trayvon Diggs on the other side, who we know loves to catch the ball when he gets the chance. The size is an issue, but he's a playmaker. Uh, and you can get that on... so. If I was Dallas, right, me personally, because I'm just going off my board, um, generic board, I would take Forbes on my team all day, every day over Kincaid. But for Mm -hmm. Dallas, I wouldn't, only because uh, I've got Trayvon Diggs on this side who can take the ball away. Do I want a guy who's fairly similar to Trayvon Diggs on the other side? No, I want to have a different type of cornerback. Uh, you don't yeah. want to be rolling dice all over the field, is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, I want a more of a lockdown. Like, you know, Weatherspoon's over there, give me that. But it's... if you said to me in a generic sense, in a vacuum, like you did, Kincaid or Forbes, I'm taking Forbes. So, 
this goes back to the earlier argument we had in the show. Your first round pick is not going to pay play 50% of the snaps this year. Given you've Trayvon Diggs on one side and Stefan Gilmore on the other, and Deron Bland is your slot. Yeah. So you've effectively wasted your first round pick. Definitely not. You you don't think that if you take a cornerback in this year's draft, the the experience that he can get from both the fans are, the fans are agreeing with me, Mike. That you're gonna get because okay, so what's your plan with Trayvon Diggs and Stefan Gilmore beyond this year then? Because I, at this I, stage, at this stage, all you're left yeah. with is Deron Bland and whatever you're trying to turn Nation Wright and Kelvin Joseph into. Because the, the, apart from Deron Bland, the other two guys aren't providing you with anything apart from no. special teams. I will say in this, Mars, like the it's, fact that um, like, well, I will say in the Mars, like thankfully that like, CD Lamb's already signed his fifth year option, so that gives us time to actually relook at mind. leaving room to look at Trevon yeah. Dykes this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm not particularly worried about it. But think about this, right? Think about you don't take. Okay, let's say in this particular instance, there's Kincaid and Forbes, and they're the two options, and they don't take Forbes. You're saying you want Trayvon Diggs to sign to an extension. And beyond this year, like we say, okay, so you're trying to get an extension done with him. So now you've got your only cornerback, really, that's going to be able to give you any sort of depth (laughs) is Teron Bland. You don't think now that Trayvon Diggs knows that going into contract negotiations? Like, What's your plan? There's nobody behind me apart from me. I'm going to be monopolizing this conversation. And if you don't give me what I want, I'm walking because I'm going to get paid as a cornerback one on the market. I get my money. You have no choice. You you go with me and you take what I'm telling you or I walk and you're left stuffed with Deron Bland. Good luck with that. You have to take a cornerback. So it gives you some angle of leverage when it comes into the into the contract mm. negotiations. Otherwise, he's dominating the contract. Good luck trying to figure that one out. Well, yeah, I'll take Keely Ringo in the second, and I'll take the guy I told you about at the weekend in the fourth, and then I'll say, "Best of luck, Mister Diggs. I'll enjoy that third round compensatory pick I get." You can't let someone dictate to you. No, We've no, no. Had it in the past. Yeah. We've allowed Dak to dictate to us. We've allowed Zeke to dictate to us. The Cowboys seem to be getting a little bit more savvy and saying, we'll move on. Look what they did with Dalton Schultz this year. Look what they're going to do with Tony Pollard next year. The Cowboys are using guys as they see fit. They have the availability to tag Trayvon Diggs next year or for 2024 if they want. So they have options there available to them, but they're not going to be dictated to. Emmanuel Forbes is the 22nd player on my list. You mentioned Keely Ringo. He's 34. Hmm. So just give you an example. You know, in terms of when Graham was making the conversation, that wasn't the option. So, yeah, I mean, like Ringo could probably, you you know, because there's a couple of other cornerbacks you can throw in the mix there that will help fall down into the second round. I doubt he makes it all the way to the Cowboys' pick, um, because. But there's plenty of other options there, you know. Mm. I, I'm not completely sold on the Cam Smith 
situation from South mm. Carolina. Yeah. I've got him in there. He's in my top 100. He's kind of like a fringe two, three type guy. Yeah. But I, 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 I want to put him further down, but it just feels wrong doing it for some reason, and I don't know why. Yeah. I understand the whole point about running back, you know, bringing in Robinson and him not playing 75% of snaps. But I think it's slightly different in terms of corner because what are the chances that Diggs, Gilmore, Bland play 16 ga- or 17 games? Mm-hmm. You know, one of them is going to go down eventually, you would yeah. think. So there's there's three positions to worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you yeah. know you're not gonna have Gilmore forever. Um, he's, got, he's one year. He's a one year guy. That's what we gotta look at. Yeah, he's oh. not, they're not they're not retaining him beyond this year. Well, DJ DJ Dog got my back. Darius Rush is better than Forbes. I lo- I love Darius Rush. Darius Rush I, is the guy I, we were talking about from this weekend. Yeah. You, 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 you were going on the scenario that I, I posed, weren't you, mate? You were, yeah, yeah, you were yeah. Basically. Yeah, just by the just by the guys that you gave, yeah, yeah. If you said to me in terms of value, uh, and we're talking just purely the Cowboys roster, uh, and you know you're thinking of the the roster dynamics and the cornerback room, and then the value of the pick that you get in the draft, I'm taking Darius Rush over Emmanuel Forbes. Not in terms of you know where they pick, but just in terms yeah. of what I would want. And like I could get with my third round pick, I could get Darius Rush, or do mm. I want my first round pick to be Emmanuel Forbes? I would take the third round pick of Darius Rush. Yeah. Although Emmanuel Forbes is better than Daniel <laughs> Darius Rush. Here's here's another question for you all: Is this is this draft the latest like in forever where you've heard with the Cowboys linked with so many positions? They could go running back. They could go guard. They could go corner. Yeah. They could go linebacker, wide receiver. Yeah, I see what the, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's kind of goes back to what I was kind of saying earlier. I couldn't put it to words what I was trying to put out, but you've just kind of explained what I was trying to explain the dream. I yeah. just feel like like the the options are endless this year. Like what, like we're not having a like there's no like a pure desperate need of certain positions. It's like there is needs, but. We can get them at a later round type of thing. Yeah. Like yeah. we've got like, a lot of a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. You look like with it with the Leighton Van Der Ash pick. Kind of like we knew that that was coming. You could see it coming in the wind. It was yeah. there. You were like, here we go. Yeah. It, like I, everything I, was pointing to him to that point. I suppose what I'm getting at is the, the Cowboys are ready to start the season tomorrow. True. You know, if if you yeah. were if you were to say, right, who are your five guys in all lane? Straight yeah, away, yeah, yeah. straight away, you don't think about it. You go, Tyron Smith at left tackle, Tyler inside, Biarritz mm. at centre, Martin at right, and Steele at left uh, at right tackle. They're your yeah. best. They're your best five. That's you your are. best yeah. five. You've yeah, got, yeah, okay. you've got, you've got your two tight ends. Yeah. You've potentially got your three, your three linebackers. Your, you've got depth. It's not very deep, but you've got depth at corner. You've got Cooks, Lamb, and Gallup set at wide receiver. You've got your franchise tag at running back. We're in a good place. Yeah. 
there's a lot of position, like you say, like even if the, you you wanted to switch and say Chuma Odoga plays left guard, for instance, you're okay with that. You go okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you don't pick up a left guard and that's where you go in, okay, I can buy it. I'll go. I'll go along with that for now. Yeah, you're all right. They've done. They've done uh, well. They've done. They've done well plugging gaps. And changing that that free agency philosophy, yeah, it it does change a lot in terms of how confident you feel going into the draft. Yeah, and um, I'm just going to pull up Joe's question here. Just kind of it flips back to what we were talking about there with Trayvon takes. So obviously, look, we all know we have the three big contracts coming up with CD, with Trayvon, and with Mike Parsons. If it's a case one of the three has to go. I mean, I think it's obvious who all three, all of us would pick as the one player we wouldn't bring back. Yeah. So I'm not bringing, I'm not bringing Diggs back in that instance. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I get where you were talking about in terms of Forbes being the pick for you and it, it gives you the plan. But it also adds to the fact that, you know, the Cowboys can tell Diggs, look, take a hike. It's been good, but, you know, season two was all pro, but season three was barely pro bowl. Do you know? I don't know. I, he, did, he did fine. I'm just saying in that, that, that scenario, that's what you would do. But I yeah. don't want to let him walk because cornerbacks are so hard to find. They're oh yeah, really, really difficult. You, you, like, you like in terms of the I'm, like the value of what you can... Brian. <laughs> it, like it, in terms of like if you I'm wanted to go flashbacks. on how difficult it is to find those types of player, then you could say wide receivers are, are regularly deep in in the draft. I, I'll find one of them. Cornerbacks are, are kind of harder to find, so you could turn around and flip it the other way and go. I'm going to let CD Lamb go, and I'm going to keep Parsons and Dix. Because they're the harder players to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair point. But I don't want to do that because I like CD Lamb. I think he's he's coming on leaps and bounds. Yeah. I mean, to go back to to go back to the question about who you're letting go. Am I trading them, or am I letting them walk out the door? Also, good point. See if see if any of those three walk out the door. I am pissed off. <laughs> I mean, I get the whole yeah. You've got a third round compensatory pick. Wow, yeah. superb. Who's that going to be, Jalen Tolbert? Do you get? Do you get what I mean? Like, if if you've decided you're not going to extend somebody, pick up the phone and trade them to somebody because. Jones going to the Dolphins took an awful lot of time for me to get over. Yeah. They got a first round talent on the open market. I just, I just wish if if they're going to make a decision, make it with a year left on his deal. At yeah. least get me a second round pick for whoever is leaving. At least, yeah. I mean, I think look as as Mike kind of said when he was making the point. CD is now they've exercised the fifth year. They have a little bit of breathing room to go yeah. to Trayvon Diggs and make the point. Right, Trayvon, we want you to be a cowboy for life. 
we want you to stay around and and get get that contract done. If he decides I don't want to do it, you have the option there for twenty twenty four to tag him. So there, there are is options that. there. there is that. And look, we have tagged players and got deals done. Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Yeah. You know, so he's the most we, obvious standout there. Yeah. We have had issues with it in the past, so it can be done. You know, but the front just, office are renowned for, for dragging their heels a little. See, that's hmm. that's that's what the. That's, the, the that's the frustration side of it. Yeah, yeah, it's the, the frustrating side of things. Like you think, you think about the Dak Prescott contract. If they hadn't tagged him and they did the deal that they were looking to do that year, how different it would look now? Didn't the Patriots tag Jimmy Garoppolo to get something for him? Yeah. Everybody yeah. knew Garoppolo wasn't going to be a Patriot, but they they tagged him so they could get something for him. I think you're right, actually. Yeah, yeah. I can remember Let's something. Hold on, hold on. There was something a bit weird like that. Yeah, let me look, yeah, let me just double check. I'm, I'm sure. You yeah, could. I think so you're they, right. In in 2017, the Patriots tagged them and they got a second round pick from San Francisco mm. for a player right. that was ready to walk out the door. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's good business. Everybody knew they weren't going to keep him. They yeah. just wanted something for him. Yeah. And that's that's a backup. Like, Trayvon Diggs is starting wherever he goes. So the Cowboys, as I said, have options for 24. Tag him. Yeah, and DJ Dog has said, look, the tag costs you a lot. It does. But if you can bring that guy in, he's starting somewhere. So you can turn around and say, first round pick. No deal. Mm. But I think, look, folks, we have a big weekend ahead. Um, we will be here Thursday night at about half eleven midnight. Like, is it? We're, we're yeah, say, say about midnight. I can't remember what we we scheduled in what we planned. It's all gone out the window nowadays. Yeah, well, yeah. let's plan this. Yeah, we'll post up on our social media what time we're going live, etc. And uh, yeah, I I don't know about you guys, but I have got myself a full case of Iron Brew energy to keep me up on it. <laughs> I picked up some very lovely um, San Francisco Bay espresso beans, so my coffee machine will be on full power. Question is, mate, are you up for having a smoke during the stream? It depends. So I got. Obviously, I can't smoke in you. Um, so that won't work. And there's some stuff going on with blogging the boys. I kind of got to dance with two. Mm-hmm. So bouncing out back and forth on that, more specifically when the pick happens, um, I might I might sneak in a, a cheeky cigar, I think. I'll try and sneak one in. What well, I want, mate. In and out. What I want is you to come back from blogging the boys just after we've picked Mayor, Michael Mayer as a cowboy, right? And you jump on screen and you just go, <laughs> and then leave again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the cloud, just the cloud. 
I've always <laughs> I've always said that, that what no. was funny is Dane Brugler's final mock draft where he put Cowboys taking Michael Meyer two days before we did a mock draft on blogging the boys and I took Michael Meyer. And I was like, see, he's just copying me. He's just following what I do. He knows. He knows. Just, Graham, what you could actually add as well, just go on stream, like, puff this one, go, smoking, then go <laughs> off. <laughs> it, 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 it should, but we've got loads of guests coming on. In fact, talking to cigars, I was just talking to Tom Ryle. He's joining us day three. Tony Catalina, cool. day two. A load of other guys. Mm-hmm. Cowboys Cam Fan are joining us day two. Got some guys just, on day one. Professor O is in, Jay Tuck's in. There's so many. Just to mm-hmm. confirm with Labarska, yes, it'll be 6 p.m. Texas time when we're going live then. It's so not 24 hours. <laughs> Thank God. Have, have, have we not? Sorry, have, 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 has no one told Graham yet? <laughs> do, you know what's, do you know what's funny is people have asked me. They're like, are you doing 20? And I'm like, <sighs> not this time again. I think yeah. you're famous for people. that. <laughs> I've I, I I've had to say that same thing over and over every time I'm talking to the Cowboys media team. No, we are not doing 24 hours. Why not? Yeah. It nearly yeah. killed us. That's it why I have no <laughs> All right, so Thursday, I put yeah. yeah, midnight we start. Yeah. Day right. two, okay. we start at 10 to midnight. So that's 10 minutes before day two starts. Yeah. Day three, we start at 5 p.m. UK time. So in terms of central time, that's 6 p.m., 5.50, and 11 o'clock in the morning. 11 a.m. Yeah. Happy days. And that's, that's everything. Loads of guests coming in. We'll do some stuff as well, some uh, usual stuff that we play, our little games and what have you. Draft game shows. Mm, you have them all lined up in show games. We'll we'll stick some stuff together. Next year, though, is going to be even bigger again. <laughs> so many plans for this time next year. Unbelievable. <laughs> Joe has Joe said he will watch until the Dallas pick is made, and then he's going to bed. bed. I don't so blame you. Leap is for the week. Sleep is for the week. I, I I hope for your sake they don't trade back out of the first round, Joe. Or trade, <laughs> oh. or trade back into it. Yeah. <laughs> imagine. Did, can you imagine? Can you imagine this show though? I, and I'm by the way for blogging the boys. I'm on trade trade analysis as well. <laughs> I've given myself way too much to do. But um. Can you imagine you get all the way to pick 26 and then they go, the Dallas Cowboys have made a trade and you find out it's for like a team, you know, some pick in the second round. You're like, oh my God, we literally yeah. did all it, this for nothing. What, how ironic would it be if just, I made that idea of trading back to the Houston Texans in the yeah. second round? What actually <laughs> like, you, you think about it, like if you put it into reality, what that would mean, that basically we just sat through like going from midnight to like, What's that? Like four o'clock in the morning to That's see fine. them do not make a pick. Sometimes I may call myself Mystic Stew. Mm. <laughs> think, though, like if that were to happen, we would finish Thursday night. The Eagles would have two first draft, first round draft picks, and we wouldn't. We'd have none. So that that's an even bigger <laughs> bigger step. 
I, I, me and Brian will put together the guest lists for each day because yeah. there's a few going on and we need to collaborate and put the guest list together. So we'll we'll do yeah. that tomorrow and I'll finish putting yeah. the packages together to do on that. Plus yeah. the stuff for the boys. Yeah. <sighs> so the key thing is, folks, keep an eye on our socials, all the platforms across Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Bebo MySpace, get on them all. Make sure you have access. We will update everywhere and let you know what time we're going live at. But the plan as of right now is we will be live 12 o'clock here in the UK and Ireland. What did you just say there? You just came and said what you said. Did you say MySpace and Bebo? MySpace and Bebo. What? They are platforms, Paul. People still use them. Stop it! What? 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 Right, mate, that's getting annoying now. (laughs) So, should we get out of here? Let's absolutely get out of here. Gentlemen, it is a good night from me. I'll pass you over to the rest. Dallas forever, Philly forever. Let's go. Draft time. Dear Jerry, all I want at 26 is a line. What do you have said? Bijan, pick 26. 